0: Hello, happy, what is it, Wednesday? Wednesday sounds right. That's a good start. Happy Wednesday. Uh, it's 66 degrees this evening in Nashville. Unseasonably warm, but super pleasant. Uh, the step count for today is up to about 3,200, which is fine. Obviously... That line's going to go up as we go for a walk this evening. Um, Nice to see some friends in the chat. Landon, Jess, Smoking Musket, how are y'all? I will start. Maybe we'll bring Jess back on. Wow, I think that would be the first repeat in dad walk history huge historic moment for Jess if that happens but you'll have to wait and see my dad moment of late is not yet complete it's actually a dad uh, a dad thing in process i am watching dune and i don't know enough to say if dune in and of itself is a particularly dad a uh, piece of pop culture i suspect at one point it was and then it faded out into not very dad and maybe it's back or maybe it's like gone past that but that's not the dad part about it the dad thing i am i have done or i am doing is i am watching dune in i would say 20 to 30 minute increments on a variety of devices because if you think that I can find the time to sit down and watch a movie for two and a half hours without having something else I have to do or risking falling asleep, that's just impossible. Absolutely impossible. So what this leads to is every time I jump back into the Duneverse, I have to rewind like five minutes because my sad brain doesn't remember what we were, what we were doing here. Doesn't remember what Timote was up to before this, because I got, you know, distracted or had to go pick my kid up or made dinner, whatever. So I am watching Dune and probably, and again, this is on like a very average television set or on my phone. Or something. It is the complete opposite of whatever cinematic experience the director wanted this to be. I kind of feel bad because I I am sure no director sets out and says, I have a vision for a film. And that vision is going to include tired ass dads watching this in like sitcom length chunks and then having to try to scroll back to figure out what the hell was going on. But that's what I'm doing, because uh, what can I say? I'm just thriving. Um, Let's see. We've got a couple requests tonight. So we're going to start with a request. We're going to start with somebody new. We're going to start with Chris Wheat, who's... who's, um, who's listed on Twitter as what appears to be co co but it also is Cowheat. Cowheat, can you hear me? You should be able to unmute and speak at this point, I hope.
1: Uh, yes, can you hear me,
0: Ryan? Uh, I, I can. Um, it's not Cowheat, though. I'm doing that wrong on purpose,
1: right? No, No. no it is Cowheat. It's, it, cow it's,
0: well, it's, it's Cowheat?
1: Well, it's co wheat. so it's my... First initial, second initial, yeah. and last name. But Cal Heat is just so much easier.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Chris, what is the most dad thing you've done uh, as of late? Uh,
1: I've been walking my uh, nine-year-old daughter through uh, America's intervention into foreign wars. <laughs>
0: Okay, and and where? How did we start down this uh, exciting journey?
1: So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were listening to uh, a podcast not uh, not Dad Walk or not Shut Down Full Cast because I'm not sure if they're really ready for that. There, yeah, no,
0: no, no. That you're making the right choice. You're being a responsible parent.
1: Yeah, that I feel like that that that's asking for <laughs> I'm not ready for those therapy bills yet. And uh one of the podcasts talked about uh Shirley Chisholm and um the former congresswoman and then the first African American woman to run for, for president and they talked about her opposition to the Vietnam War. Now uh-huh. this was a podcast designed for children. Okay. It's like a history podcast designed for children. And so my daughter said, What's the Vietnam War? I'm like, I'm glad you asked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So so we started the discussion about uh, you know, the intervention into South Asia. I had to we spent some time talking about communism. Um, and, you know, so what is communism? And I'm like, Well, that's where um the government tells you a lot of what you have to do and what you're supposed to work on. And she says, "Well, isn't that true?" Now I'm like,
0: "Eh, fair, fair point."
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, so, so we spent some time. It was like, "Did we win?" And then it was like, "Hey, did we win?" Vietnam? Oh boy! Oh like, boy! Eh. Um, and and so, and her, but her her largest, her point of reference for like war is Hamilton. Sure, right, because sure. because that's the point where for like all kids, right yeah. and, and and so I had to explain to her like, I can't show you like like no one no one rapped the Vietnam War yet, and so that's I
0: like mean miss war. Miss Saigon is a musical that is out there, just just so you, you know let's let's not pretend that Broadway is not bold enough to make a Vietnam musical. they have. But please continue. Go ahead. Fair,
1: um, and so so then we started talking about you know the Korean War and the Spanish American War because I felt like that that was relevant and the War of eighteen twelve, um, and you know her her basic thesis was like Daddy, it seems like America fights in a lot of wars. And I'm like, you're correct,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, sure.
1: And so, so then like, why do we fight in, in these wars? And so you know, we were talking about democracy and then it started getting into profiteering. And, and so I think that like part of the, the thing that, so, so, so the, I, you know, the natural like dad thing is, yeah. Oh, oh, we get to talk about war. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. Well, that was the um, Chris,
0: that's going to be my question. Are you a war dad? Like, I guess. Is, is this part of your own independent interests?
1: I mean, ish. I wouldn't call like I'm. I'm always. I'm always down for a good documentary, right? Like, um, you know, was like the you know, World War II in color. Whenever that pops on, sure. Even if it's like 20, yeah, I I got 20 minutes. Okay, Um, but uh, I I don't know if I would consider myself like a a full-out war
0: dad. Like you don't have opinions about which war books are better than other war books. No. Okay. No,
1: no, no. I, I don't think I go that that far down. The, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think I've gotten there yet. I assume I'm like four or five years away from that. But I'm. I'm not. I'm not full. I'm not fully there yet. I think the dad move was just the the full on. Like, okay, so you want to talk about one war? Mm-hmm. Well, then let's talk about all the wars.
0: Let's unspool this. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
1: And and let's just like go all the way down. And then and then let's like try to like have like a broader lesson on like economics and history Mm -hmm. and stuff like, and, and, and things like that to, you know, to a, to a, to a fourth grader. And,
0: and and do you, how, what do you feel like, do you feel like she got it? Do you feel like there's (laughs) like, where is she at in her academic journey of war?
1: Um, I don't, I think that, she currently still rejects the premise of war to begin with, which you know, great Um, uh, and largely because wars have guns and guns create blood Uh and she very much doesn't like blood now she's fine with like Harry Potter, which you know, okay um, but you have to talk to her mother about that. Um, but um, but yeah, so I so I, I think that she still does not understand. She, she still is at the point of like, why? Sure. And I'm kind of like, you know what, that's probably a pretty good place to be. Maybe you should spend the entirety of your liberal of any liberal arts education being there. Because if that's what you write in a paper, you're probably going to at least get a B.
0: That's a really good way to look at it.
1: Like, like, why are we here?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, why did these things happen? Sure. I mean,
1: listen. W- she, with, she, she's yeah. she's
0: taking on more of that.
1: She, she's she's one to listen to more of that than me. Like, describing um, like the then describing like KJ Jefferson's like run option. Sure. So you know, I, I guess I, I'll take it.
0: Well, I think what this illustrates, Chris, is how much easier it was to be a medieval dad. Because if your children asked you about war then, you could be like, A, look at the life expectancy, just be glad you're nine. Like, huge accomplishment. The fact that you made it to nine is fucking amazing. B, war is very simple. This, this king hates that king. Or like you know, this King failed to marry this King's sister or some shit. It was, it wasn't terribly complicated. She The, the motivations that, were not, were not, you know, nuanced.
1: She does know that there was a war once over a bucket. And so, so that, that like leads into the absurdity uh, of war. That being said, like at nine, I would have already had her, like probably married off and I would probably be dead. So like I'm forty. So like Yeah. I'd be pretty close.
0: I guess I guess let's let's call it a mixed bag. Let's say there are pros and cons to being a medieval dad.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah.
0: if 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 you were a medieval dad explaining more, you would not be explaining it. Your ass would be fighting it. Cause the king would have would have grabbed you by the scruff of the neck and said, Hey, here's a sword you can't read Let's yeah the get lord it.
1: the lord over the fiefdom yep would have put my ass in a sling um uh really quick i think maybe maybe another way to think about like her approach on war is that unlike what you know the medieval dad had or, or really what even i had or e- either of us had as a kid there was like the internet right so like i feel like if we had an interest in a thing we needed to go get a book and fortunately, sure. like in elementary school, for a lot of these things, there were like the fairly simple explainer books where, right, it, I, I feel like it's yeah. like, you know, explain like World War II and like Right, right. You could but, get an
0: eye, you could get an eye, a big eyewitness picture book that yes, would be like, exactly. there's probably one that's just like war, <laughs> frankly.
1: Just, just all war. Um <clears throat> Or, or at least like or at least like all American wars. Yeah. But, like to answer sure. her question. There was something about like Americans' involvement in and in, in war. Um or so now she can she can still do that, or she can just go to the internet and read all the things. Yeah. Um but she, she didn't she didn't do that. She would much rather still watch YouTube videos of people making like uh food with slime. Which is a thing on, on YouTube kids, apparently.
0: Honestly, as, as things kids are going to do on the internet go, that's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're going to, I mean, you're, I feel like you're like, you're a couple years out from that. So you're going to, you're going to, you're <sighs> going you're gonna, to you're gonna enter this world of like YouTube kids um, I, uh, and everything. But you know what? You're not going to care that much because, <laughs> because, because if you don't do that, then you have to parent and you know who who really wants to do that
0: so here's the thing Chris my worry is different from yours once my daughter becomes an internet user I'm worried about all the normal things don't talk to strangers don't get wrapped up in like weird cults don't you know abuse our credit card etc but I have a very simple worry at some point this child's going to Google me and that's like game over at that point. Usually you don't find out about the dumb shit your parents have done until you yourself are, you know, maybe in your twenties or thirties and you start hearing the stories that you're like, wait, you did what dad did? What? When? But at that point, your relationship has already changed with them. So it's not like, Oh, I have lost a lot of respect for this authority figure. But this shit's going to happen when she's like eight. And I'm screwed yeah. at that point.
1: Yeah. my She has Googled me and my mother. Um, and when, when the words came out, I search you on the internet, daddy. The blood like drained from my face. Yeah. And i was yeah. like, dear God, what's there?
0: And you've probably done much more normal things than I have.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, like fortunately, well, so the fortunately, the first couple of things that come up are like are like normal normal things. Uh, I am, I, I've never been a blooming onion, so yeah, um, yeah. So, but. Um, there is um, another Chris wheat there are actually a couple Chris wheats out there and one of them it's not good it's in fact it's really bad okay and it's not me Chris wheat, but it's another Chris wheat and I don't think that that's the Chris wheat they found. They found like the the Chris wheat with like that has done, like, normal and reputable things in, for society.
0: So all I have to do, this isn't what you're suggesting, but it is how I'm interpreting All I have to do is claim that wasn't me, it was just someone with the same name who happens to look and sound a lot like me. Yes. I just have to either trick my daughter into thinking that I have a clone or a doppelganger, but that I am... A mild mannered question mark. Insert makeup job. Doesn't matter.
1: What What you have to do is, um, you have to create a LinkedIn profile. Okay. And and so so just like like and so that, that like, what you need is like the search engine. Oh, optimize. I need I need to create
0: the paper the online you, paper trail. Yeah, now.
1: you need you need a you need to get like an SEO expert. Yeah. And to be like, all right, here's the first page, and like, you know, with like fancy, like, law degrees. Sure. And like, you know, uh, media mogul. Right. Uh, ty- has, ty- has, type has,
0: it, wow, there's this whole website, Dad, about how you've never been on a podcast. <laughs> That's really interesting. It's uh, certified somehow, but the state of Tennessee has certified that you've never been on a podcast. I guess it's true.
1: Yeah the pro- the problem that the problem you have that I don't is I don't have I, I like I don't have like literally hundreds of hours of just like yelling about like the big green egg out there in the world and so like that but but I feel like that's going to be your problem when she's like 17. I think I think you can kind of get and and by then you're you know by then like you just want her to talk to you, so uh, you know whatever. Um, but I, I think you could probably set up a pretty good operation for when she's like when she's like seven, sure. and and lo- and looking up. I mean, the other option is to just completely lean into it, right? Is is to be like, yeah, this like this this is this is you.
0: Well, here's yeah. here's the problem with that. My my daughter is extremely friendly, loves meeting new people, doesn't care if they're strangers. We're working on like you don't have to tell people we don't know our street address because she will do that like a cat, like like she's been captured by the enemy. She'll walk up to the stranger, tell them her full name and her address. And we're like, we got to Listen, we got to hold something back. Leave them mm-hmm. wanting more. So I think if she learns these things about me, she'll just replace that. Like she'll just go telling strangers. But maybe that's just viral. Is that marketing? Is that what marketing is?
1: That that is that's 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 called her being an influencer.
0: Fuck, Chris, you've given me a lot to think about.
1: Yeah, her TikTok and none and, none, and none of
0: it's none of it's about war. Somehow, it's all about like <laughs> yeah. my own struggles as a parent. But I guess that's what a dad walk is for. So.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we are able to work through some of these
0: things. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm going to bring on Jess because she requested it. And so I'm not just adding her against her will at this point, assuming it works. Jess, can you hear me? Are you there? Oh, yes. I
2: was, yes. I struggled to unmute myself. That's cool. Um Hello. a
0: former uh, a co a former coworker of yours, a current co-worker of mine, uh spent 10 minutes staying on a zoom call insisting his audio did not work, and then realized he had just not pressed the connect to computer audio button. Sensor? No. No, Spencer. No, will Spencer you, would wouldn't try for ten minutes. He'd just fail. T-
2: will you just tell me who it is? Can you tell it me? It was Joe. It was
0: Joe. It was Joe. What? No. Yeah. It? It, I hand to God. It was Joe. I don't believe you. You can ask him. Who are you covering for? I'm not covering for anyone. It was Joe.
2: I'm gonna ask him later.
0: That's fine. Um, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing splendidly. What uh, what dad stuff have you been up to lately, Jess? Wow. Um, I recently moved, Ryan, so
2: I've been up to a lot of dad shenanigans in my okay. apartment. Hanging things, leveling things, measuring things. I drew out a model of my apartment to scale in a notebook so that I could plan how to arrange my furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's really a dad thing or like a, a I don't know, very particular thing.
0: Was it? Su- I, kind of I, I, I think it depends on whether it was successful or like did well, it actually help you plan this or was it wasted time?
2: I think you to be determined because you know supply chain still don't have any furniture, but it has been ordered.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah yeah also
2: recently um, I saved a really good jar that was empty. Ooh. So it was a good jar from from where did you how did you acquire this jar? Uh, this jar had some type of spice in it. it was a it was a spice jar okay and all of the spice was used up therefore it went in the dishwasher and now it's going to be reused as some other type of jar.
0: Do you actually reuse jars in that way? Or do you just have a cabinet full of jars that, in theory, yeah. could be used? Yeah. It's, they never it's, are?
2: Yeah, it's the latter. And it's with all the Chinese takeout containers that, mm-hmm. in theory, would make great Tupperware. But I don't mm-hmm. need that much Tupperware. I'm not
0: going to use all of that. No, you're not. I mean, it helps that you know it. Here's, here's actually, no, here's... Are are you keeping those plastic containers from like takeout? Oh yeah, there's okay. billi- billions of them here. Here is where that may come in handy for you if this is a thing you do. If you are planning to do any kind of holiday cookie distro, yes. If you're, th- these are perfect for that because that is a great call. Like a quart container from. You know, a deli, a, d- a quart deli container, let's just call it for simplicity's sake. That's going to hold, I'm going to say like nine to 10 cookies, depending on how big they are. So it's a very good, here is a meaningful amount of cookies for you. And if you decide to go with the pint, half the size of that, you can say, like, here, here's, here's four cookies for you, an individual. Happy holidays. That's a
2: great idea. The thing is that though that like if I didn't have this Tupperware, I probably wouldn't give cookies away. So in saving money by keeping this Tupperware, I yeah. will then be spending money on butter, flour, sugar, vanilla, etc., to then redistribute the Tupperware to people who will probably just throw it away anyways. But I guess that part doesn't really matter that much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're what you are what what you are actually paying for is the satisfaction of, I kept this Tupperware and I didn't throw it away and I used it out in the world. And therefore I am a good and smart person. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I guess I can, I can deal with that. That's a good plan. That um, Chris guy, he's a pretty good dad.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a true, like, you certainly get these questions much earlier than you think you will, but it's, it's a bold move to say, like, not only will I answer your question about what is the Vietnam War, I will expand this to the broader topic of American adventures abroad.
2: And, like, the military-industrial complex. Sure. I've had, I had, like, sports dad, so mm-hmm. when I would ask about, like, wars, it was like, well, there was this thing called the Miracle on Ice.
0: <laughs> and after that there wasn't any war anymore. It solved it. It absolutely solved it. Um how how was your move? How did that go?
2: Oh my gosh, I would not recommend moving across the country if you don't have to. Sure. I uh I I guess another dad thing I did recently was complain about UPS for 3 months. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. I shipped all of my stuff to Miami, and when I got there, it was all, like, smashed. Like, it looked like they just, like, threw it into the truck and then, like, pissed on it and then ran (laughs) over, and so, like, all of my kitchen stuff was shattered. Oh, wow. The process by which to get a refund, even though I had insurance on it, was really, uh, there, there really wasn't one, like, it took me months to to get to the point where I got where then I just gave up because they were supposed to respond to me and they never did. And, and like there's a whole insurance claims process that is like very user unfriendly. And so, yeah, I gave up. It was pretty upsetting.
0: I mean, it's designed to, it's designed to break your spirit.
2: It did. It totally did. Like I, I was a shell of the person that I was before UPS in June And and now I'm just a different different person Like I thought the pandemic changed me But no sure. U- UPS, shipping That really changed It can change a man, Ryan The, gl- no.
0: the, the, the global pandemic loosened the lid But UPS was what finally opened it. <laughs> Exactly um, Are you at all looking forward To the prospect of replacing All the things that UPS fucked up? Uh, Yeah, except a few things I don't think I really can
2: replace or it's too expensive to replace, so that's a little bit of a bummer. But what I am looking forward to is being in Miami when it's
0: 40 degrees in New York, so I guess that's the trade-off. Yeah, that is a a really good trade-off, to be clear. Like, you're also benefiting from the thing that I didn't appreciate enough when I lived in Florida, which is that like daylight savings time and all that, that hits much harder, uh, you know, at a certain, yes. what is it, longitude, latitude, latitude, I think it is. In, in Like, it, what, what does that even mean in Florida? It doesn't does matter. That, okay, yeah. Right? Right? Well, it's like.
2: I will say. Well, during daylight saving, so, like, last month, my my new job, I have to wake up at, like, 6.30 to get, sure. on work, to get to work on time. And it was the first time that I realized, pre-standard time, like, wow, getting up before the sunrise is kind of the worst thing ever. And so now I really appreciate that we get an extra hour in the morning, whereas when I lived in New York and I would roll out of bed at 10 o'clock and show up at my desk at, like, 10.15 – I didn't really care when the sun rose and that was fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 human body's not meant to be up at that point in the day.
2: No, I agree. And so yeah, I think I'll I will mind the sun setting at four thirty less when it's eighty degrees outside than when it's, you know, thirty.
0: Is any part of you going to be like, oh, no, it's not like cold and cozy for Thanksgiving or Christmas or any of that?
2: Um, No, because I've already become someone who considers like 60 cold. Oh, good.
0: You've already you've already the change is already taking hold of you. Yeah.
2: Like like last weekend, it went down to like I think it was like 69 in the morning and I walked Mm -hmm. outside and I was like, holy shit, I forgot my coat. (laughs) the other thing that was fun was realizing so my apartment has like a front closet Uh and I was like talking to my coworkers, and I was like yeah I should hang up and uh like a coat hanger and they're like you don't need a coat jacket we're in Miami and I was like oh that's a good point yeah Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't have a
0: coat anymore yeah you only need it you, you would need it for like a very cold movie theater maybe that's about it (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, yeah well that is the, that is the catch because like the air conditioning is very cold everywhere so then when it's hot outside you need something to put on inside but then as soon as you walk outside you're sweating again so
0: well, this is this is the thing uh, that i think people don't get about florida is that everybody's like oh how could you live there it's so hot and they're not wrong but like your entire existence during the hottest part of the year is it's it's kind of like you're a Martian, where, like, if you, if you lived on Mars, you wouldn't just be walking around outside. You'd be like, I get in my car, I drive to this self, this contained building, yeah. I go in, I drive to another contained... Like, the amount of time you're spending outside casually is almost none, if you can help it.
2: Yeah, you basically just go from air conditioning to air conditioning. This is why on the Dan Levitard show, we got in a conversation with the beloved Miami Herald columnist Greg Cody about how he never showers because like he can go four days without sweating in Miami because he just goes from like car to work to car to home. And I still think that that's a little excessive, but I could see how it's feasible. Whereas like here in New York, you pretty much have to walk to do just about anything. So if it's hot out, you're
0: suffering. Oh, and even once you ostensibly get to like a place, like, it's not like you walk to the subway and you're like, ah, finally, a re- <laughs> reliable climate controlled area where I won't be sweaty and gr- No, it's like sometimes it's even worse on public transit.
2: That's true. And speaking of public transit, the other thing that's happened in New York recently, which probably makes you feel better about not being here, is that the rat population has increased since the pandemic. I'm not sure oh, about this, but... Um, there's a combination of factors, all of them basically with the outcome of there being a just shit ton of rats everywhere in the daytime, at nighttime, in the morning, just out and about hanging. So I'm, I'm not really missing that either.
0: Is there a plan? Like, is, at, at, is, have we just sort of, you know, we're on the topic of war. This is the war that New York has just <laughs> given up on, right?
2: Yeah, I think like, the city the city has punted on rats. They haven't punted the rats. That would actually probably solve the problem, but
0: because because yeah, rat I don't control know. in New York amounts to I can really only think of two things: um, mint scented garbage bags, like powerful <laughs> mint scented garbage bags, and bodega cats, and that's it.
2: Yeah, I think that that pretty much checks out. Like. I I've read a few stories about how this has been like a a wonderful time for rats. They've been thriving. There's been like less garbage pickup. There's more food on the streets, like blah, blah, blah. There's a number of reasons, but just like anecdotally, every time I've gone outside in New York in the last like four months, I have seen a rat every single time. And it's not just like, you know, you used to just see them on the subway tracks or, you know, maybe one, one or two every week, but like every single night there's a rat. And my dog, when I'm walking her, she is just what like trying to sniff it. She wants to fight, figure out what it is. She wants to chase them. And that is the most horrific part because, God forbid, she catches one. I don't know what I would do. Oof.
0: I think you just have to walk away. I think you just have to be like, the dog will find me. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to walk around the block. The dog will find me. I can't be here for this.
2: Well... Yeah, while we're on the topic, um, my boyfriend might might not like if I share this story, but when he was younger... I he, already
0: love that we're doing this.
2: His, pri- his family's beloved golden retriever caught a rat outside in New York City, and this is actually a really disgusting story, so I apologize to everyone listening, but the beloved golden retriever named Jesse, weirdly, which is my name also, um, caught a rat and lee's my boyfriend's parents had to like force it to drink peroxide because that's how you get dogs to throw up when they eat something like bad for them sure and so the dog had to like throw up the rat on the kitchen floor in their apartment and that was that was the end of that
0: yeah i would just move like that would that would really seal it for me i'd be like (laughs) connecticut You know, uh, Commuter, New Jersey.
2: (laughs) Long Island, even. Long Island. Island
0: Kansas, Kansas, California, Canada. Like, (laughs) anywhere at that point. Anywhere where I don't have to say, Hey, neighbor, if your dog ever eats a rat, don't worry. I've got a rep here. I know how this works.
2: (laughs) That's not knowledge
0: I want to acquire firsthand.
2: I feel like the dog is ruined at that point. Like, how do you ever... Like have the dog sleep in your bed ever again? It's not the dog's fault. Like the dog didn't do anything sure. wrong, but like I just don't think that I think the dog has to go.
0: You're saying the dog's unclean,
2: forever unclean. Yeah, I For, just,
0: forever forever unclean. I
2: do I just don't know how you come back from that as a pet owner. I don't know how the dog. I mean, the dog obviously was traumatized, right? Like I don't know how the dog can ever trust you again when you force it to drink poison to throw up a dead rat in your kitchen. It's just tough. It's tough all
0: around. Yeah, there's really no winners here, are there? There's I'm sorry nobody for who walks away. Story. From- no, it's story- fine.
2: That story has haunted me for years and I've never talked about it and I just
0: think about it all the time. Look, I think New York and people of New York on Twitter get a lot of shit because they make the city out to be the center of the universe and the most important place and You know, weather only happens in New York, (laughs) you know, shit like that. But for very specific things like this, like, yeah, this is this is New York specific. So I think it's totally fine to emphasize that, like, yes, there are some things that make New York special. They're not all good. Some of them are really bad. Yeah,
2: most of them are really bad,
0: but they're not your problem anymore.
2: That's that's true. They're not my problem unless I'm visiting and, and like it hap- there happens to be like a rat incident while I'm visiting. Then it is my problem and I'm scared.
0: But even then, like you can just be like, this just reinforces that I made the right choice. That's true. There you are know? rat
2: traps. There's rat traps in Miami, and I'm always like, has a rat trap ever caught a rat? Has there ever been a single black plastic rat trap that has caught a rat? ever in the history
0: of rat traps i i have a friend who lives in dc and rats there were um this was a while back they were chewing on like the electrical cables in his car so they were fucking up his car and he has six he has successfully trapped multiple rats it is not easy it is not fun You, you you there there are it's it's a little like battleship. There are going to be some misses, and you have to accept that. But it can be done. That said, the rats of New York are of such size and numerosity no. that I think I think it would be impossible. I hate it. Um, Jess, before I grab somebody else, I would I would love if you would tell us a little bit about your latest project. At Meadowlark with Kate Fagan, please. Oh wow! I didn't know I was going to get to do a,
2: a podcast promotion.
0: I wasn't planning. I wasn't. Plan- to, I, wasn't I wasn't planning on it, but it just seemed like a good thing to do.
2: Well, thanks for asking. I have a new podcast called Off the Looking Glass. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And me and Kate Fagan are hosting it, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a hoot. Our first episode came out yesterday. We have an interview with Simone Augustus. Renee Montgomery is also uh, in the podcast. We have a little bit of a movie review of *A League of Their Own*, which I watched for the first time. Ryan, oh
0: which wow, is
2: something that you would have made fun of me for had you known this
0: four years ago. Um, I I don't know if I'd make fun of you. I would have been surprised though. I would have figured you would have come about come upon it on your own.
2: Yeah, I didn't know no there's no crying in baseball came from that movie. What did you think it came from? I didn't I don't know what I
0: thought it came you from. You just, just thought like Tony La Russa just said it to a player <laughs> whose mom had died or some was, shit? I thought it was a thing people say. Okay, that's
2: <laughs> I didn't know it was from a movie. I just was like, "Oh, that's a thing people say. It's a saying." I feel like this is a very like I feel like Charlotte could relate to this right now.
0: Is, like that, that she, is that the comparison you want to draw? Is that what you think is going to strengthen your case here? I don't know. I
2: just feel like it's something that she also would be like, yeah, I could see how you could think that that was just a saying, like an idiom or something. But no, Tom Hanks and apparently Madonna sure. is also yeah. in that movie, which no and one has a o-
0: either. And-, and Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. It's a, it's an all-star cast.
2: It is an all-star cast. And so we you know, we made some revelations about a League of the Road on, on off the looking glass. So if you want to hear more of that, check it out. It's a it's a fun time. Kate's a great co-host and we're having a lot of fun.
0: I love it. Um I'm happy I'm happy you got to see a League. Did you enjoy a League of the Road?
2: I did. I actually really did. I and I don't enjoy most movies for what it's worth. So that was a positive.
0: Have you been to Cooperstown to the baseball
2: hall of fame? No, I was supposed to go to a wedding there a year ago, but then COVID happened. So I've sure. never I, the farthest upstate I've been is like 14th Street.
0: <laughs> okay. That, was, um, that wasn't a joke. That's very far away. I <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I I know that's yeah. Um I will Don't say even get me if started you started on Brooklyn. You are fitting into Florida so great. You are so cranky <laughs> that you're just going to be great there, Jess. Um, I will say, if you get a chance to go, the stuff from the era of women's baseball during the war—it uh, was still there when I went, and it is very cool. It is a very, it is a very uh, interesting part of the exhibit, even if, like me, you're not a particularly basebally person.
2: Yeah, which I'm not, but I feel like now I am. Like now I really wanna I wanna learn more about this very interesting era. Like the other thing that was cool was that all the teams in a league of their own were like South Bend, Rockford, Chicago, like all these parts of of Illinois and Indiana that I grew up traveling to. So that was
0: Yeah, it is very much like like they made this movie for you.
2: So yes, it is. I mean, they played their their tryout was at Wrigley Field just missing quarter dog night at at Cubs stadium in South
0: Bend <laughs> or whatever they call that place I can't even remember uh all right well um Jess I hope your furniture gets there soon I hope your measurements prove true if not you don't have to tell anybody that's that's not our business that's your business <laughs> bitching about the supply chain very dad oh extremely dad even even if This is the most dad part you can do, even if what you're bitching about has nothing to do with the supply chain. Just blame it on the supply chain anyway.
2: Exactly. 100%.
0: It took forever at the doctor's office. Fucking supply chain. Nothing to do with that, Dad. What are you talking about?
2: Exactly. The the bar was out of uh, Blue Cheese Olives supply chain.
0: Supply chain. Yep. Definitely right. Definitely right. Um, Okay. Thank you, Jess. We'll talk to you again another time, I'm sure. Bye, Ryan. All right, let's let's do one more person. I oh boy, well, he's requested and he's never requested before. so even though I was gonna get to some of you, we're gonna talk to Spencer because he asked him. Uh, Spencer Hall. Yeah, buddy. How's it going, man?
3: You know what got me to request? What? Rats.
0: Oh good, please, please. Let me let me hear what you have to say on this subject.
3: You were wondering if rat traps work. Rat traps work like a motherfucking charm. That's how they work.
0: And, and why do you know that?
3: So at the old house, uh, pre-renovation, there was a very large hole in the floor of the laundry room that none of us knew about. And one day, after a house across the way had begun to have work done on it, it became apparent that there had been rats in that house and sure. that would work and that when work had been done, those rats had said, low, like we must seek greener pastures. And apparently they decided that the water trapped under our house, a small amount, but enough to live on, uh, was enough to go ahead and further investigate the rest of the house that included my kitchen and, Ryan, there is absolutely no worse sensation than looking up and realizing you have rats traveling untrammelled in your home. None
0: like this is this is sort of what the space Marines and aliens are feeling when they're looking and they're seeing they can't see the aliens but they, the sensor is indicating xenomorph. Xenomorphs are here like that's I, I think that's the same emotional response
3: oh yeah and you have the same counter response to that the next step being exterminate right. I don't care who you are I don't care how nice you think you are I don't care what your position on animal welfare is when there's a rat in your house you're going to want to grab a knife or a gun or a noob <laughs> like I really thought I would use anything to kill you right now yeah. and get you out of my house done so this is how I know rat traps work okay. because there, were, there was one in my kitchen And it was one night when I had been up like until three in the morning on a college football Saturday Mm -hmm. and we had loaded up one of the traps and they work by applying a tremendous amount of pressure to the head. Once the rat gets curious and sticks its head in the trap, it then snaps shut and cracks its skull. That's how it works. Right. And, it was six fifteen AM when I guess a rat had decided to investigate the trap and I heard out of the haze of an over you know when you sleep and you've had too much caffeine yep. and you go to sleep anyway and you wake up and you immediately feel like you have the world's personal roll of aluminum foil between your teeth and are <laughs> biting teeth. That's how I felt.
0: Yeah, like the world is like, slowly you know, electrocuting up, you, light low key, yeah.
3: Slowly, like I'm being sousvited, right? <laughs> and so I woke up already feeling that way, and I woke up to the noise, whomp, and a little,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah.
3: And to which, uh, to which my wife said, "Oh, I think. Th- Do you think that's a rat?" <laughs> And you know when you get that menu of possible responses and you just go, we're not even going to, know. none of these, I can't use any of these, sure. I'm just going to go. So at 6.15 in the morning after being asleep for three hours and 15 minutes or so and still vibing off the caffeine from the night before, I woke up to the, the sight of a rat attempting to steal an avocado off of my countertop and realized that it had its squashed-ass head in the middle of the trap. So I got to get a big garbage can and fish an enormous goddamn rat. And you know what I remember thinking when it happened? I was like, I wish it could happen to you again. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I'd seen it happen. Sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah. there's remorse, pity, a common sense of humanity. These things don't apply when rats are in your kitchen.
3: No, no, they really don't. When rats are in your house with your kids, yeah. you immediately go to fight or flight. Like, I remember thinking at one point when I saw one, the first time I saw one, it skittered across the kitchen floor at like 2 a.m. And it was, you know, your kitchen at 2 a.m. is a liminal space. It's dreamlike. Maybe you saw a tail. Maybe you didn't. Sure. But I remember thinking at that point, I was like, I need a machine gun. <laughs> I've never, I fired a machine gun once in my life. Once i can tell you for sure it was a saw and i don't need a saw in my life mm-hmm. but at that moment all i wanted was to send the rat to hell you don't even want to kill it you're like no what i would like to do is send it to some sort of spiritual judiciary where it is found guilty and, and then put in a circle of hell where i can go and visit it and say hey i'm the one who sent you to hell that's what i wanted
0: I mean, you're not wrong because other pests, and we'll use that term like loosely, people will try to catch a spider in a cup and release it somewhere. Or, you know, if, if like a squirrel wound up in your house, you wouldn't be like, time to die. You'd be like, how do we shoe this squirrel back out yeah. into the backyard or something? But with a rat, it's like, I think it's because you know that this incursion will not be a one-off. That if you do not hold the line, it will become their house eventually.
3: Oh no 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 no! That's the assumption. It's already their house, <laughs> and they have friends, and rats are marvelous creatures. They're really hard to kill. They're mm-hmm. big. They're mm-hmm. smart. They can fit through. They can fit through holes the size. Sure, of they a can. Dime.
0: They can squeeze their they bodies chew, to disgusting. Yeah. Ugh.
3: They can chew through plate steel like they are. They are astonishing animals and I hate them. I really like when people have pet rats it's it's almost on par with the tarantula where you're like, I don't want to pet that. Nope. Nope, nope, nope.
0: So was was the single was the single rat death like was that the end of the experience or did you have to kill more or like? Ha- oh no, what no, there
3: was there were a, there were a good three or four more. And it became... It was terrible because you became inured to it. Like, the kids were just like, you know... Oh, hey, I heard a trap go off. All right, cool. It's a dead rat, right? Me? I'm really disgusted to say this. Every time it happened, the thrill only increased. I was like, oh, thank God. Yes.
0: It's one less. It's like... You know that, you know... There are a finite number of rats in the world. And there's a finite amount of space in your home. And so every rat that you kill gets you closer to whatever that outer limit is.
3: Yeah, no, you've never had you've never had rats in your home. Ever.
0: I've had I've had mice. I have had mice, yes. I lived in New York for fifteen years. I definitely had mice. It is a big okay, no. Spencer, a big part about why I don't live in New York anymore. One day I was at work, my wife was at home with our then I want to say two year old daughter. And she was trying to potty train her. And we were doing what, we've talked about this before, we were doing what our pediatrician had said, which was like, let the child just be naked, like take the diaper away, kids are smart, they'll figure this thing out. We had the little like portable plastic potty out in the living room, she's trying to get her to use it, and she calls me in the middle of the workday, and she says, we have to move, and I say, why? And she says, because our daughter was attempting to pee, and was interrupted by two mice that ran right in front of her. And that was it. The next day we were like, all right, it's time to leave New York. And we did. That's 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 basically why we left.
3: I have an additional. OK, because I had a mouse in my apartment, one of my apartments in Atlanta, and it was not as traumatizing an experience in the invasive sense where it it triggered my where it triggered my Ripley gene. Right. Sure, <laughs> the right. Gene where you're like, right. I need to I need to go find a mech. Yes. Right. So I can fight the queen. That's that's really what you immediately like. I immediately leapt to. No, uh, mice weren't quite as bad, but I had a different traumatic experience because the mouse ran behind a dresser, and I'm kind of an oaf, so I tried to move the dresser. Yeah. And as I moved it, uh, the thing moved, and instinctively I threw the dresser at the mouse and uh, annihilated it. Like I, I absolutely. I totally, like, that's what it's like if you get killed by Thor's hammer. Sure. Right? It's just sure. over. And that was the only thing I could console myself with, that, you know, like, this mouse was just doing his mouse thing, right? And he wasn't being vile and crafty like a rat. Um, you know, he wasn't a formidable opponent, and I threw a dresser at him. Like, I, I FCS specialed him. That's what I did. And he didn't even get the paycheck.
0: was it at all satisfying? Because you don't get throw no, a, you don't get to throw a dresser that many times in your life.
3: I mean, you were kind of like, Yeah, man, I threw the shit out of that dresser. Where'd sure. it go? But sure. no. I felt I felt terrible about the outcome. I can separate the two in my brain, but one wax is much larger than the other. I did have something though which I realized was a trigger for the rat thing because when I was on a bus, a bus trip in China in rural Sichuan province, I woke up one morning to a rat on my stomach in my bed
0: no no
3: yeah looking at me fucking looking at me.
0: what do you even do in that circumstance
3: you freak the shit out <laughs> no, no dignity <laughs> no nothing you throw the covers up you send the rat flying across mm-hmm. the room and you go like and i remember we were supposed to get up for a bus and the bus was like we might have been late if the rat had not Become its own alarm clock for us. Sure. But I I don't remember putting on any clothes. I remember just getting on the bus with my bags, like just hey, here we're going. Rat. The rat said
0: it's time to go. It's time to go. You've you've had you've had a lot of life experience.
3: That's... I've had all of the stupid life all of the stupid and bad life experiences. All of them.
0: Um, I'm obligated to ask you, although you're certainly not obligated to answer. Is there anything recently, Dad, you've done that you'd like to share with the with the listeners?
3: I had to do the most emotionally secure and healthy dad thing I've done in a long time. I had to tell one of my sons that his feelings were valid. Do you know how much I don't want to do that? I want to be like, you're a child. Your feelings are invalid. Sure. You don't know shit. You don't know anything. But no, no, I had to say, hey, listen, thanks for telling me that. But in reality, all I want to do is, like, you know, go smoke a cigar, never feel anything, and uh, sit in a leather chair until I die, right? Like You,
0: you to- were born in, in the exact wrong time, basically.
3: Exactly, right? What I want to do is to be like, feelings are a lie. You need to ball them up in your chest until they create a neutron star so dense that it forms its own black hole, capable of taking even light into it. And then you'll use that for power. It will be your armor. And then you two will be eaten by the nothingness. That's what I want to do, Ryan. But I can't. I can't.
0: You should like, like in 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 a just world. It's like 1930, and you are in charge of an Irish village.
3: Oh God, that'd be so good. That'd be so great. You could just <laughs> you could just tell everybody to shut up. Just just. There'd be no, just, nobody would ever want to know how you feel, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you would have, like, your own personal life Facebook status would be alive and then dead. There would be no, like, oh, man, this was a very fulfilling time for him. You'd be like, no, he had lunch. And
0: then he went on a walk.
3: It was fine. It was fine. <laughs>
0: um, I don't. I don't know if this will be useful to you at all, but I find the feelings acknowledgement sort of a useful bit of judo because to me it's like let's dispose with this argument you you've done something you're not supposed to do and there's a feeling behind it the feeling is is acknowledged but we're not here we're actually not here to talk about the feeling child we're here to talk about uh the bottle of shampoo that you hucked across the bathroom that's what we're here to talk about that's not a feeling it's a bottle of shampoo now it's cracked and it's all over the vanity. That's what we're here to do. So I like it because I think I do think it's valuable. I think it's good to help children understand that like feelings are there. You can't force people to change theirs. You have to accept your own. This is all very healthy uh, for your own psychological and emotional intelligence. That said, we really got to move on to the the issues at hand. Which is the the the, the shit brush, you have done?
3: Please brush your teeth.
0: Yeah.
3: Please brush your teeth.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah.
3: That's, that's, that's what I'm trying. Like I am. I think there is a broken part of the masculine brain that plays that really keys into the part of romancing the stone where Michael Douglas chops the heels off of Kathleen Turner's like Louboutins mm-hmm. or whatever those, mm-hmm. those high heels. Are, right. There's a part of the masculine brain that is forever broken. It's like yeah, that's what we do. We make shit useful. We help <laughs> you survive. That's not true,
0: right? You and I don't help people survive. That's not our job. Like, no, percent of people don't do that shit. Yeah, no. Like, I if 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 this all falls apart, like, I don't expect the neighbors to look to me and be like, "Help us build a new community." I'll be like, "Come on, man. I got no. I got asthma, and I'm not very handy. Like, just go ahead and like." Here's some supplies. Take care of my kid. Good luck out there.
3: Yeah, my survival story is called Lord of the Fries. Once the deep <laughs> fryer goes off, I have no idea how to find food. None. I'm just basically I'm part of that advanced like of people in humanity who I think ate things to see if they were edible. Sure. You know, like, there was this whole line of people. They were like, well, you know, he, he doesn't die very much. He's, and his, you know, his
0: stomach always kind of hurts so he so won't he, know
3: yeah he's he's got a high pain tolerance for a reason mm-hmm. not because he's inherently tough but because <laughs> he keeps eating weird things i guess we need to like that's my job right sure. like that's that's my job in life is to be that guy so we're like well did you try it well of course i tried it like if and when my offspring go to the stars they will be the ones who they're like. So, did you meet the aliens? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who touched one first? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I got that. Yeah, I touched one. <laughs> okay. Did you sit next to it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you eat its food? Yeah, it's great food. Did you fuck it? Yes. <laughs> I did. I did. Okay, sure, sure. That's why we sent you. That's why we sent you, right? <laughs> and right. Then
0: how do you feel now? Fine. Not great. Yeah, fine.
3: I mean, not not great. Are you currently incubating anything? Maybe filled with eggs. You're like, I don't feel incubated. Did you impregnate the alien? No, man. I had him sniff years ago. Can't <laughs> have any of those. I'm rambling man.
0: Um, can I ask you? Can I ask you a personal question? Yes. If we get to the point where, you know, the governments of the world come to us and they're like, "Yep." Yeah, it's time to go. Like it's time to. We fucked up. Earth is just not it. The, this club is shutting down. But don't worry, we found an after party. Are you getting on this spaceship, or are you just like nah, I'll just play out the string here.
3: Before the sentence was over, on the on the boat, on the boat. No promises, no guarantees, no insurance. I'm not packing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not canceling my cell service. I'm getting on the boat. <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> do you want to, like The question: Do you want to get on this plane?
0: Has always been
3: yes. I sure. might not make it because I'm late, but I really want to get on that plane. Sure.
0: Do you know where it's going? I don't. But no, I'm. But I'm no. excited to be there wherever there is.
3: No, I knew what that sentence was. I knew where it was going, and I'm like in whatever and you know like, like i watched uh i watched specter the other night and in it judy dench as m at one point quotes tennyson's ulysses mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite poems for like three thousand reasons but in it it's basically ulysses going i'm old and fuck i'm bored i i want to go rage i'm just gonna get on a boat that's it like there's a bunch of stuff in there about like you know to seek to strive to fight and not to yield to so sort of rage against the advance of time but part of it's just because Ulysses
0: is a dumbass sure. he's got a
3: good situation
0: sure. yeah. he's too old
3: to be out there but he's
0: like yeah. it's the, it's the same impulse that that like your uncle is like I bought an RV yeah that's
3: all you. that's all Ulysses is doing in that poem he's buying an RV that's it right mm-hmm. he's like you know hey come sailors we can go to uh, Sturgis <laughs> for Bike Week, right? That's that's all Ulysses sure. is doing.
0: Yeah. Um, my wife has been very clear that if if this is wh- where humanity goes, she does not want to get on the sh- this the the spaceship. She's just no. She's not interested in that.
3: No, just that's just a full full stop. No.
0: Yeah, she's just like no. I don't want to do that. Like I would rather. I would rather just, just die here on whatever shattered remains of our Earth are. She's cool with our kid going off into space, if that's what she wants to do. I'm not clear if I'm allowed to go or not. This is the thing, like, you know, before you get married, people say you should talk about whether you want to have kids and what your financial approach is, and If you have kids, if you want to raise them in a certain, like the fundamentals that you should have, a lot of people aren't on the same page about, but you should have that conversation. I think we should add this to the list. Like if this, if the earth becomes uninhabitable, what scenarios are on the table for us as a couple? Can, if we're all living underground, are you cool with that? Or would you rather we just like off ourselves because being mole people sounds terrible? If we have to go into space, are you cool with that? If we have to, like, become revenants of a sort, scavenging off of others and killing indiscriminately, should we stay married? Or is that more of an open relationship kind of thing?
3: Yeah, but Buddy, I listen, I don't think you get much more open in a relationship than other galaxies. That's fair. Yeah. Like, at that point, the status has changed. Right? <laughs> Considering, by the way, also, where do you stand on that? Have you decided? Are you, are you on the boat or off?
0: <sighs> I th- honestly, I think it depends at that point how old I am and how tired I am on the day that they ask me. Like, if they ask me on a day where I'm just really tired, I'll probably say no. I'll probably just be like, you know what? <laughs> if you're telling me I could just, like, you know, ha- do we have, like, a good month here before – the seas boil or something can i nap for that whole month that's fine that sounds that's a good way to go
3: so you remember the the cartoon the thundercats right yeah sure that, and it, they they eventually came to um I, I believe earth uh or from or like they they traveled from like one planet to another but they had to do it and i guess they didn't invent autopilot which seems really fucking stupid. sure, for people. sure.
0: you need cruise control in space
3: yeah right so they had like that one person had to drive it to the new planet and it was going to take their entire lives so the guy was just like one of them was just like hey bro i got this you go be your buff cat selves in your little hibernation you know pods which i imagine they all had little like cat toys with them right because they were going to hibernate because they were cats sure and uh this dude just just like in the pilot he's just like driving them and he's his whole life he takes his entire life to drive them, you know, light years and light years to their, like, new home. Yeah. Away from their ruined home. And I'm like, that seems like the coolest fucking job. That seems fucking great. Like, because, you know, he, he lands and they're like, oh, you're like 90,000 years old and you're going to die. And he's like, no, 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 it was worth it. I know what he was thinking. He's like, books on tape. <laughs> uh, <Sante laughs> on tape. <gas. laughs> Do you know how many times I can listen to Asia by Steely them by myself on the good speakers without anybody telling me to turn it down?
0: Yeah, it'd be fucking great. Yeah, plus like it'd be, it'd be so good. You you decide when we stop for snacks. You decide when we stop to go to the bathroom. Everybody else is in cryo sleep. This is like the ideal road trip. Yeah.
3: No, no, no. They're 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 in cryo sleep. I don't have to deal with anybody. Do you know who I'm? Fig- uh, you know who I'm cooking for?
0: One. Do you know? Right? Who, do you know who's going to complain about you farting up the spaceship? Nobody.
3: <laughs> not a goddamn fool. <laughs> not a goddamn fool. Like
0: you were naked for a long stretch of this trip, and nobody was any the wiser. Nope.
3: <laughs> you could be like, "What if I put my butt on in the ship? Everything,
0: <laughs> all of it, all of, all it. of it, because all because right. I was weightless, so I could all of it, it was, was reachable it by was my cannot, butt.
3: It would." It was canonical, by the way, that the Thunderbird, the Thundercats, could breathe in space. Sure. So you know what you could have done? Could have, could have popped the top <laughs> with the top down, right? Windows, <laughs> windows down, just cruising, just chilling. Yep. Going to your new world, and they were like, "Thank you for your brave sacrifice." And you're like, "Awesome!" It's, no, I am that guy. Don't like, worry, welcome. I
0: watched Die Hard with a Vengeance like 20 times. It was awesome. It was so cool.
3: No, like if no one's welfare is tied to the outcome of my decision in this, other than my own, I'm like, it's not worth shit.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you'll get on the you'll oh. get on the ship.
3: Yeah. I, I will get on the ship. I will press the button. I will get on the boat. I will get on the plane. Like if you just put me at the airport on like a Saturday, and yeah. I, you'd have to get you'd have to get me there. But if you just put me at the airport on a Saturday and you said, "A hey, gate D 30 and don't look at the ticket just go and trust me. I'd be like, okay, cool, cool. And if you sent me to D.C., I would hunt you down and beat your ass. But any other city, I'd be fine.
0: But e- even if you were in D.C., you could like just be like, cool, where's the rental cars? I'm not yes. going to be here. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Virginia Beach.
3: <laughs> That's the logical first Yes!
0: <laughs> yes!
3: yes. <laughs> That's the thing that- fucking sucks about D.C. You can get a rental car and you're like, you know how far I have to drive to get away from,
0: to get to anything good? My homing beacon is sending me to Roanoke. That's where I'll go next. (laughs)
3: I'm like, I think the Great Smoky
0: Mountains are like six hours away. (laughs) Fuck you, Ryan. (laughs) I, I, listen. I think we could successfully sell a travel show built on this premise where I just hand you a package and you you just go travel. But here's the thing. Every time I just send you to DC. Every time
3: (laughs) you won't do it for the sixteenth episode of
0: (laughs) God damn it. Oh he sent me he sent me to BWI, that's still basically DC, you piece of shit.
3: Okay, Ryan, I'm giving I'm giving you a ticket. You gotta go. You gotta leave tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go tomorrow, and you gotta stay for. Um, you gotta stay for a week, and I, I'm going to give you a non-European city, non-European. Okay. Are you
0: are you <laughs> are you wiping away all of my familial obligations at this point? Of course. Of course. Okay. No, actually, <laughs> I mean, You're, not... <laughs> you're going to be in so much trouble.
3: <laughs> right now. Um, right yeah, now, sure. Caitlin is angry by proxy for what's going to happen. She's like angry about the theoretical possibility of all the trouble you'll be in. That's
0: very real. Um, Yeah, sure. I'll do that.
3: Okay. Okay. So, but you gotta you gotta pick a city.
0: Oh, you want you want me to pick? I thought you were just gonna pick it random. Oh yeah,
3: no, no, non non European. Because you ask Americans, you're like, oh hey, where would you go? And they're always like, mm, someplace far away, like London. And I'm like, they speak the same language.
0: Oh, um, I would. Uh, That's a bullshit. I would like send me to Tokyo, please. Tokyo. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool. Never been. Would love to go. And also feel like Tokyo. I could be totally wrong here. Tokyo does not feel like somewhere where I'm like, oh, I want to take like my family and the kid and all that. Like I would rather just go by myself to Tokyo. I think that's probably a better experience for everybody.
3: Uh, yeah. That, I think if I was going to take a kid to a city, like I have not been to Tokyo, but taking a kid to a very, very densely populated and extremely busy East Asian city, um, the level of difficulty there is like, that's a 10. Sure. That's a 10. Because you, you, I mean, at the very least, you know, young kids, overstimulated and ready to ready to browse, right? Yeah. And uh there's a lot of shit you can take a look at. A lot of shit you can take a gander at and a lot of really easy ways to get lost. So yeah, no, I, I don't think go by yourself. That yeah. Seems like, I've never thought of Tokyo as a place like, ah, oh, you should share that with somebody. I'm like, there's a lot of somebody's there. Way right. Like somebody. you're
0: already sharing. Just go it? by yourself. Like you're you're not getting a lot of like, oh what a quiet content No, you're already like sharing it with a lot of people. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, where where where, where are right. you? Excellent. If we're doing the same for you, and I'm going to say I'm going to exclude Asia for you, and you can pick oh, anywhere okay, else. Okay. Where are you going?
3: Ooh, um, I think the city that I would want to go to immediately. Um, you know where I kind of want to go after seeing it an F1 race? I kind of want to go to Baku, Azerbaijan. Sure. Because it, it kind of looks like Texas meets, like, Tbilisi meets Baghdad. Like, it looks like Houston. Like, because there's big oil money, but it's also kind of Middle Eastern. But it's got, like, big towers and shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's also, like, all sorts of the, like, audaciously tacky shit I absolutely love. And also, it's on like a little spit of land in the middle of the Caspian Sea, all by itself, and has like you know ancient, ancient evil surrounding its <laughs> history. So like, I'm I'm all about that. You're like it's, it's got sounds...
0: ancient evil and a Kenny Rogers Roasters. It's something for yeah, everybody. Yeah, like,
3: it also in, in full disclosure, the reason I wanted to go to Baku to begin with is that, from what I understand, there is a go kart track slash disco slash bar that where uh, aid workers are famous for going and getting trashed and then getting into the go-karts and just creating mayhem. So I've always wanted to go there because the idea of drinking like 12 beers and going into a go-kart without a restrictor plate in an environment <laughs> where that is legal really appeals to me.
0: Sure. Yeah, this is, this is why you would get on the spaceship. So I get it now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, sure. I'm going to Baku.
0: All right, um, Spencer. I'm going to let you go now. But thank you for all your uh, tales of, of rat trappery. I'm proud of you and, and and all you've done to fight for humankind.
3: Thank you. Likewise, and um, thank you for letting me get on the ship. Man.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, have a have a healthy journey. Um, all right, um, <clears throat> we've gone late, but we're gonna we're gonna do one more real quick, because I feel like it. And we're going to talk to Zach Berry. Very briefly, because it's been a long dad walk, but Zach, if you're there, and if you uh, are are still interested in talking after Spencer's extended diatribes on uh, rats in Ireland and, like, 18 other things...
4: Yeah, that was uh, inspiring to hear him talk about rats for that long. It's,
0: it's a lot. It's a lot. I, there, to be fair, <clears throat> there are not many topics where you're like, "Well Spencer didn't have much to say about that." He, if he's going to talk, like, yeah, he's going to talk.
4: Yeah, and you, you know you can attest to this because you've been there. Once you live in New York, like, seeing a rat is not something that's crazy anymore. Like you just kind of get used to seeing them,
0: but that, so but just, that, that in like, and of itself, ahead. that in and of itself is fairly disconcerting. The more you, the more you grapple with it.
4: Oh, sure. I mean, it's you basically when you're waiting on the train, you're just looking on the tracks to see how many rats you can see. That's kind of a game that you play if you're by yourself, sure, or sure. People, um,
0: but that said, if you were waiting for the subway and you saw a rat start to climb up to the platform. I don't think you'd be chill about it anymore. I don't <laughs> think you actually, you'd just be like, what a jolly day it's been with the MTA.
4: Is this a hypothetical or did you actually witness this?
0: No, God, no.
4: Okay. I was going to say, if, if they've evolved to that point, then my God.
0: Listen, um, the, the, the MTA does a lot of things poorly, but they have successfully built the tracks in such a way that the rats do not <laughs> climb up to the platform, to the best of my knowledge.
4: They, they, they grease them with uh, butter from the bodega, the walls on the sides. So can- yeah, like
0: like Philly light poles. Go birds.
4: <laughs> yeah, go birds.
0: Um, Zach, what is the most dad thing you've done in the last, uh, however long you pick?
4: Well, I'd say tonight uh, on my dad walk I bought a case of LaCroix. Um, sure. So, you know, that good, good locally sourced IPA. Um Got a case of Lacroix. I, I did tell you earlier this week that I actually bartered with a holiday lights installation company and uh, got a healthy discount uh, at the last minute. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, that's probably the most dad thing. Sure. Um, I've done some some peel and stick wallpaper. Um,
0: How is that? I I I have a lot of I have a lot of hesitance. Towards that say, particular product.
4: This one's gone pretty long. So I don't know. I don't know how much time you have. Um, it is a task. That when you have completed it. It is absolutely rewarding. And it looks great. Mm-hmm. But. For someone like me. That is incredibly OCD. And like very. Detail oriented. When there is a specific pattern. In this peel and stick. And you have to get it Right to line up it makes it incredibly maddening and very dad thing here it is a great shoulder workout because you're constantly holding your arms up and trying to stick this giant piece of tape on a wall um i've done it twice now and it and like i said it looks great when you're done um this time was much better because we did it on a wall where there were no windows, so we didn't have to cut around and then kind of. Oh, yeah, sure, it. sure. Um, but, yeah, it looks great. I'm um, pretty excited. I told my wife, I said, this is going to be great. So it's for our, our daughter that's coming uh, next week. I said, it's, it's going to be really awesome when she grows up and is like a, a goth kid and like hates it and like paints yeah. it black. Yeah,
0: sure. Right
4: so but I mean I, I guess we've probably got what like 12 13 years before that becomes an issue so until then uh, it'll look great
0: i are you good at putting the wallpaper up
4: I want to say I am the first time it was i had uh, much more help my wife was not nearly as pregnant the first time we did it Sure. So, she, so she was very involved. This time, she basically handled all the cutting. Like She measured how long we needed it, cut it, and then I would get it lined up. And then basically, the way they send it to you, the pattern works out to where it's pretty great because you're basically only having to, like, exacto blade a little bit off the top that goes onto the ceiling. So then it looks flush with the, uh, the trim and everything. So it's really not that hard. It's honestly depending on how big the wall is. And like I said, if you're not having to go around windows, I mean, we probably knocked it out in an hour if that.
0: Let me so, ask a different question. All right. I attempt this project. Let's say and I fuck it up.
4: Mhm.
0: What happens then? Is this is this the kind of product where it's like no problem, just peel it off and start over or is it or is it like, "Oh, it's just like that now fucko should have been better at life
4: <laughs> you're asking the wrong uh, adult in the household for that one i don't okay. know if it's bad like i don't know if it has a certain shelf life where it'll just rip off paint i don't mm-hmm. think you i don't think it would because Cause... the the first couple strips i had to readjust like pull a little bit off readjust probably 4 or 5 times. Okay. It doesn't it doesn't lose any of the stickiness and then also you know you have the like the I don't even know what you call it the scraper that basically you get all the bubbles out. Yeah, um, sure,
0: to sort of like make it all flat. And, yeah. Right. So I think that yeah. kind
4: of helps the adhesive to grab the wall. Um, I don't I don't think it would like peel paint off or anything, but yeah, if you if you screw it up and like you paint it when you're done, I mean, that just might be something where you just kind of have to bite the bullet and just say, "Well, I hope the kid likes it, or hope my wife likes it."
0: Yeah, that's that's knowing myself. I really need a a home improvement project to be something that if I have to start it all the way over, that's fine. But I like this is why this is why I'm much more pro paint than wallpaper because if. If I do a bad job painting, if I don't put enough up, if it's not the right color, whatever, that's fine. Like I know, I know what we're doing here. Yep, exactly. But yeah. if the wallpaper goes up and it is a little off center, or it is a little the pattern's not lined up or something, I'm locked into that now. And now I'm yeah. literally, I'm now I'm literally living with my own failure.
4: It, it it is a roll of the dice now. Painting another great. Workout in dad gym uh, for shoulders. Sure. Um, I hate painting. It is awful. It- what do you hate?
0: What do you hate about it?
4: It's like you, like I said earlier, I just very detail oriented and like OCD. Where I like, did I put enough here? Did I put enough there? And then you know how it dries to where like the color changes. And then,
0: yeah, sure.
4: While I'm painting one side of the wall, and I'm like, okay, this looks different. I know it's because it's drying, but also, did I put it there? But your brain,
0: there? your brain is still like, no, something might be wrong. It, but
4: you know, as a dad, you know, you, you constantly question everything you do all day, every day.
0: Sure. So
4: it's just, did I do this correctly? And Mm -hmm. I, I hate having to go back and redo things. But like you said, that's an easier fix where you just, well, I I, I fucked it up. I'll just get another color paint. Whereas the peel and stick, it's like, well, you're gonna have to rip all this down and start over.
0: I think I think what it is with the peel and stick is I am now at that point in my life where and this hurts to say, new things or updated versions of old things, I I am constantly like, what's the catch? Because when I was growing up, people had wallpaper. And what they fucking hated about it was that taking wallpaper off was miserable. Putting it up wasn't that great in the first place because you really didn't have that kind of flexibility. A lot of wallpaper was just ugly as shit. Like, it was... It was a, I want to say, in the 90s, it was the kind of thing that people looked at and said, oh, why were we so fucking tacky in the 70s and 80s? And why did we do it in such a way that, like, made it very difficult to make changes? It was, it was not that different from people who put carpet over, like, nice original hardwood floors, where it was just sort of like, why did you do this? So, despite the fact that people seem into this new version of wallpaper, I am suspicious because I'm just old. And I'm just like, there must be... This is a trap in some way. In some way, I would regret this. And I don't know what to do with that because, like, that's just my own bullshit. Right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any kind of like government plot with peel and stick. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe there's some kind of like, you you have G5 now that you have peel and stick wallpaper. I don't know. Um, It is, that's what like when we were telling people like, oh, we're putting up wallpaper and they're like, oh, is that safe for your wife to be in there with like all the the," and it's like, no, 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 like there's no like, I don't even know what the lacquer or whatever the ceiling you put on before you put wallpaper. No, we don't have to do that. This is just big old Strips of fucking tape. Um, yeah, there, there is no, absolutely no way I'm doing old-fashioned wallpaper. There is zero shot. I would rather paint an entire room than do one wall of regular wallpaper. That sounds miserable.
0: And, and yet, and yet, people did it. And yet, like our oh. parents and their parents did that shit o- often in like an entire bedroom.
4: Yeah, I. I don't- That's, I guess that's just one of the perks of living in the updated society that we are now, where you get to do tape wallpaper.
0: So I need to embrace that we live in the wonders of the future and stop being scared of them because my brain is trapped in the past.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, just no. As as Steve Austin would say, Ryan. Fuck fear.
0: <laughs> you can't. Do that's it. true. That's true. And and <laughs> as we all know, he was saying that about home home renovation projects. So, <laughs> that's right. so at the broken yeah.
4: skull ranch, you know he has peeled, stick wallpaper, mm-hmm,
0: of rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's the broken glass is because it's demo day. We're putting in, <laughs> we're putting in new windows. It's very exciting. Oh,
4: very man. very
0: exciting. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, Zach, uh, congratulations on your almost new arrival. Good job getting your wallpaper up. I will ask, was your seltzer purchase, was that planned? Or were, was this just like, I'm on a walk and therefore I must acquire a seltzer it, at a value or something?
4: It was planned. Mm. It was originally going to be a case of Diet Coke, but mm. the quick sack didn't have any. All they have is regular Coke, and that is no bueno. That's just sure, Um, sure. But great thing about the quick sack over here in the uh, in the neighborhood, they have like thirteen Lacroix flavors. So I've got I I can go crazy if I want. So
0: you can you can live like a king.
4: It's basically like you can get all you can do like your own like dad suicide drink, like you would do like Cece's Pizza, where Mm -hmm. you can mix all the LaCroix. So
0: I think uh, if I drank a, a regular fountain soda suicide at this point I think like I go blind immediately or I'd, like m- my fingers would fall like it would kill me Yeah I,
4: how in the world did anyone ever I mean I know it's just cuz you're a stupid kid but there's, Sure there's no way that any time we ever did that that it tasted remotely good cuz i mean you're mixing
0: I don't know I don't know man. We ain't pi- we ain't pixie sticks.
4: Water I mean But yeah, we, we had pixie sticks and we also um what, for a couple of years surge was a thing.
0: Sure. Um
4: but you got to the point where my parents outlawed it. They were like we no, like that stuff is probably has alcohol in it. Um <laughs> They yeah, prefer surge.
0: that it had alcohol in it. it, would slow you down a little bit. It calmed you.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean that stuff was whew, I don't even know if they make it anymore.
0: Um no, I don't think they do. No, your idea is better. Just like mix up the seltzers cuz oh, I have a stomach ache just thinking about mixing multiple sodas at this point. God. I'm so broken. Scared to stick on wallpaper, not getting on the spaceship.
4: <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, fuck fuck all that. i not going into space. No. Space? You're space you're not
0: is, you're not going?
4: No. Space is just like, like the ocean with me, where it's just an enormous ecosystem of death.
0: Uh-huh. Like,
4: I, like, I don't, no, like, we go to the beach, like, it's, I'm, I'm staying in the chair, I'm not right. going into the water. Right. Um, yeah, because I, maybe it's just the internet and just the immediate access we have to videos all the time now. But it always seems to happen to where when we go to the beach or like like before we arrive or after we're there, there are just videos flooding my timeline of sharks that are in like four feet water. And I'm like, yep, nope. They're uh, just uh, went ahead and secured my decision there, not going out there. am just going to sit here and drink cold beer.
0: Okay, and, uh, here's here's what I want you to do. And this is is how we'll end it. So, Zach, I want you to do this. And anybody who's still listening, you should try this too. If if you are married or otherwise in a long-term relationship. Zach, I want you to, probably not tonight, because she's probably asleep, but at some point have this conversation with your wife and say, hey, if they come to us tomorrow and they say, Earth is done. The sh- we're getting the ships ready. You have to let us know if you want to get on or not. You don't have to. You can stay, but like it's not long term sustainable. I, I do. You, do you know what her answer is?
4: Yeah, I don't know. See, plot twist here: we have a basement now, so
0: you can't around. rely on the basement if Earth is on. You can't, like? Look. I don't think you can. Ugh, all right
4: you know hey you never know I,
0: listen I, if if
4: i feel like this is like the sequel to 2020 uh, the 2012 movie where they're all if, going and getting on those boats
0: listen if you if you have this conversation with her and she's like yes obviously we have a family we're getting on the spaceships and you're like but we have a basement i feel like you might lose that argument
4: well i can i can get you an answer right now if you want
0: Ryan cuz she just sure. i would i would love i would love to hear this
4: okay so well, they didn't have Diet Coke. I had to get LaCroix. Um, okay, so Ryan wants to know if So who is telling us the world's
0: uh, the, 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 the United Nations makes an okay. announcement.
4: The United Nations makes an announcement that the Earth is fucked. Like, it's done. If we have a spot on a spaceship But you said, Ryan, just to be clear, you said it's yeah. not guaranteed that it's long-term.
0: What? No, no, no. It's it's guaranteed that Earth is not going to be long-term habitable. Like, they're like, okay. a, a, within a year to That's five like years, glorious. this thing is cooked.
4: Okay. Would you take a seat on the spaceship? To go to space? Because Earth is no more. You're like going to take like all beings, or is it just like. Yeah, we all go. You we don't, go. Not just you. <laughs> I guess. Okay. But yeah, is this like a Wally
2: situation where like we're just up there for like hundreds and hundreds
0: of years? And yeah. Like, great question. Great question. You like you, you don't know. Like they're they're leading you it. to believe that there is a a new home world to go to, but you are taking the risk that it will be a Wally sitch.
4: Yeah, which I mean, if we're if we're ending it here, I mean, just another great segue into another show at a later date to bring up Wally when talking about Oh yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great everything film.
2: in my life relates to a Pixar movie now.
4: Yeah, everything translates to Pixar. But yeah, I think th- th- we're on board. That's okay, see? I we could stay in the basement, but he said that that's not... Well, I mean, the if
2: the world is ending, the basement's not going
4: to
0: yeah, okay, The basement okay. is literally in the Earth. Right. <laughs> 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 I told you. I told you this would not work, Zach. <laughs> but I appreciate you trying anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Zach, congratulations. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Good job picking up the LaCroix. Yeah. Um and you have a good night, buddy.
4: How many steps you get in, by
0: the way? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta update that. Uh let's see. Up to twelve thousand. Just a real, just a real a real active uh, again, brought Spencer on and that just added time. But that added steps. So it's a win all around. Except for rats.
4: They lose. Yeah, rats never win.
0: Rats never win. Um All right, everybody. Um, Thank you for joining us on the dad walk. If I didn't get to you tonight, next time, hopefully. Uh, And who knows what we'll talk about, because, again, these things are wildly unplanned. I don't even know how one would plan it. I mean, I guess you could. I guess that's like how other podcasts and shows work. But nope, not me. See y'all.